So imagine this, you work for a restaurant and you're making a food delivery and you discover that you're running out of gas. You need money to put in the tank to do your job. Trouble is your paycheck isn't due for a little while and there's cobwebs in your wallet. What do you do now? Well, one fintech has thought about it and today on the podcast, we'll learn how they are addressing the problem. We'll have Ahmed Siddiqui, Vice President of Product at Branch. From the studios of Karma Productions Worldwide in Chicago, this is Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic. Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance, where we supply expert views, riff on the news, innovate, and investigate actionable insights, unscripted banking with a caffeine kick. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, inviting you to sit back, grab a cuppa, Kick up your feet. Here we go. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Bankadelic. And today on the podcast, if you've ever wondered about the good connection between banking and swiping, we're going to explore it here today with Ahmed Siddiqui. Ahmed is the vice president of product at Branch. That's a fintech company that partners with employers to help working Americans grow financially. Before joining Branch, Ahmed served as vice president product at Marketa. That's a payments technology unicorn. In addition to building the next wave of fintech startups, Siddiqui is the author of The Anatomy of the Swipe, Making Money Move. And we're going to get on the move with this podcast. Ahmed, welcome to Bankadelic. Hey, Lou. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Okay. And as I said, Anatomy of the Swipe. I want to know all about this book. Let's start with what inspired it and what was it that you felt needed to be said? I fell into the world of payments by accident and had to kind of like learn it all by myself. And there really just wasn't a lot of material out there that would help me explain. When you buy that cup of coffee from Starbucks, how does that money go from your bank account to Starbucks? It took so long for me to figure all that out. I was like, why don't we just put it in a book? And I lead product at Branch. And Branch is a fintech company that partners with employers to accelerate payments. And we help working Americans grow financially. We work with a lot of hourly workers that are at, say, McDonald's or Taco Bell or whatever. And when we launched Branch, it was actually a scheduling company. So it was more around like, hey, I work for Target and I need to pick up a shift, I would use Branch. So we later got into fintech. I was doing a lot of writing in Confluence. This is how this works. This is how that works. And everybody in the company didn't come from a payments or fintech background. I was doing all this writing, giving these presentations, et cetera. I was like, you know what? It'd be great if I could actually stick this into a book, make it entertaining, make it kind of a light read so that everybody can understand it. And so that's actually what the genesis of the book is. That's fabulous. And I love the idea of making things fun. Finance can be a very dry topic. And in banking, it is so often the shortcoming that financial transactions are thought of in a vacuum, whereas people live their lives in a complete circle where money is just a part of it. Walk us through how Branch works and what you feel you've achieved so far. I mentioned to you it was a scheduling app. So we had all these Target employees, Taco Bell employees, all on our app using it to check their schedule to take more shifts. The One of the things that was really interesting in the way that people get paid is that usually most people get paid every two weeks. 
even if we were letting them pick up more shifts to make more money, they still were getting that money on the 15th and the 30th. A lot of times what ends up happening is that they'll have a bill that's due, let's say on the 13th, and they need a little bit of money to pay that. And they may not have that money in their bank account. So what we found is that it actually wasn't about helping people make more money in their regular job. It's about how fast you can get the money. When we launched our earn wage access product, we basically were able to send money to a branch account instantly based on the hours that they worked. Let's say I work 20 hours at McDonald's. I would know how many hours have accrued, how much those hours are worth. And I can send instantly whatever that amount is to their branch account, which is a checking account with the debit card. That way you can use that money right away. If you're at the gas station and you don't have any money in your account and you're like, yeah, I work 20 hours, but I really need gas to get to my job. You go into the branch app, you request some money that gets loaded instantly. And then you swipe your branch debit card and you got gas and now you can get to work. That's where we made our transition into payments and fintech. And then now we've also found that there's just a lot of problems in banking in general. Like you need to have a lot of money in your bank account. Otherwise you get assessed a fee. So you have a monthly balance fee in most big banks. You have to pay that $35 fee if you don't have $1,500 in your account at all times, or you get an overdraft fee or et cetera, et cetera. And we wanted to get rid of all of that and be able to put that money back into the wallets of people who are living paycheck to paycheck. Really what people want to know is that companies are on their side and helping them. One thing that we talked about off mic was this notion of how the pandemic has changed everything, that it's really accelerated the need for faster contactless payments. Tell us what you've seen. It's insane how rapidly Apple Pay and Google Pay have been adopted in just such a short period of time. Because if you recall, pretty much every financial institution has an offering in this space, but it just got accelerated. I would argue that the usage of cash has gone down significantly, right? Because people don't want to exchange cash for goods. And one of the things that we found really fascinating was we have a partnership with Domino's. And do you remember the last time that you paid for a pizza in cash? No. Every time that either I've called it in and gave them my credit card and then I'd fill in the receipt with a tip, right? Or I've ordered it on the app and I filled in the tip online. With pizza drivers, they actually earn quite a bit of money in tips every night. And so I go out, I drive for Domino's, I deliver pizza, and with the pizza, I hand the person the receipt, they put in my tip, I collect all my receipts, and I bring it back to the office. And then the manager basically tallies up how much it is, and this is, okay, Ahmed, you earned $50 tonight, let's go to the till and try to pull that. Well, when you go to the till, you find out that there's actually not much cash in there because the people that are coming in to buy pizzas are actually paying with a card as well. Now you're in the situation where there actually isn't any cash. And you know what? I needed that $50. When am I going to be able to get that? And I'm being told, oh, well, you know what? You're going to get it as part of your paycheck, which, oh, by the way, is another two weeks away. So we found that to be a really big problem, especially during the pandemic, because people are just not using cash and there are people that are dependent on cash. And so what we did at Branch is that we offered everybody a Branch account. And then at the end of the night, we basically get a message from the Domino's locations and they say, okay, I want to give Lou a hundred. Ahmed gets 50. Adrian gets $60. We post that instantly to their branch account. 
what the driver can do then is it's almost like they received cash because they have it on their card. They can use it for online spend. They could use it for physical spend, whatever. But then they can also run to an ATM and get the cash as well if they really need the cash. And then obviously we offer Apple Pay and Google Pay as well. So you can tap and pay with anything or you can use your Apple Watch, whatever, right? We found a huge, huge uptick in this type of transaction. And 2020 for us felt like pizza. You know, it literally was all about pizza and delivery. <laughs> I think the trend is going to continue. I think the contactless, cashless, whatever you want to call it, I think it's going to be a big thing for the next year. Now, you work with Domino's. And of course, we're talking about Domino's franchises, right? I happen to be full-blooded Italian. Do you think you could send some pizza over to me? I would love to. <laughs> I will take care of that right after this. No worries, man. I never met a pizza I didn't eat. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, I've got your address. Don't worry. That will be taken care of. Seriously, I'm just blown away by how you guys at Branch are working in real time. What was the inspiration behind all of this? It's really incredible. I think banking in general has been built in a batch mindset. We have an opportunity of completely changing that. And so when we built Branch from the ground up, we built it all as a real-time platform. So the balance and everything is all based in real-time. And I mean, if you look at card-based transactions through MasterCard or Visa, all of that is technically real-time. It is checking in real-time what your balance is and authorizing based off of that. Checks are not that way. ACH is not that way. And so a lot of the services that we offer are running on these real-time rails. And I think that's important because I just need data. And so if you can provide me data within seconds, I can make a posting within seconds. Or if you need to send it to me as a file, I could take it in as a file and post it standard like batch. But ultimately, the branch wallet balance or whatever you want to call it is as fast as how fast the data can be supplied. Whereas everybody else is based on this mindset of, oh, I need to get this file from the Fed and then I process it and there's a cutoff window and all that sort of stuff. So we don't even deal with any of that. As you look forward to 2021, riding those rails, as you put it, there's no way life is going back to what it was what are some things you might be working on? What kind of changes do you anticipate? There's actually a lot to do. The quarter is full of all things that we're going to be working on. But I think largely what I want to address is we're obsessed with the working American and the hourly worker and being able to solve problems for them. The problems that I had just highlighted with the pizza example, that kind of problem I think exists in other industries. And that's what we're looking into. I think logistics is probably another one. Shipping, trucking is another area that has a ton of these problems where money moves very slowly. And when it moves really slowly, it creates a lot of issues. There's a lot to be said about delivery drivers and that kind of thing where they're constantly needing to like fill gas into their car and filling up gas is actually a pretty big expense. And so how can we get money to these people faster? It's probably going to be the main thing that we try to figure out this year, because I don't think that this problem is new because of the pandemic. It's been there. You remember the time where people were like, we don't have change in our drawers, so please use exact change. And I was like, that's crazy. I hope people listening today really grasp the significance of what Branch is doing, because this 
could be a game changer. I can't imagine how grateful the delivery people, the salon people, the people in the various industries you're serving and are about to serve will be for what you've been able to bring to the table. I've never heard of it before. I'm so glad we had time on the podcast to learn more about it and to hear about your book. Yeah, I mean, it was really, really great chatting about this. I mean, obviously, you can tell I'm super excited about the prospects of just faster payments in general, how we can kind of help this demographic. And for the book, I think my main thing is how do we get more people educated on payments? When you understand more about how payments work, there's a lot more innovation that can get unlocked. We're at that point in time where payments has finally become a little bit more mainstream and I think there's going to be a lot of innovation in the space. It's needed, right? And so I hope that the book can help people understand this area. And I want to see more innovation. We talk about financial services, right? Sometimes the word service is forgotten. Branch is serving. Ahmed, you're certainly serving. You're making a difference. Thanks so much for being on Bankadelic today. Absolutely, Lou. Thanks again for having me. Ahmed Siddiqui is the Vice President of Product at Branch. Be sure to look for Ahmed on LinkedIn. Bankadelic, sponsored by the William Mills Agency. For close to 40 years, the William Mills Agency has served hundreds of companies that provide a wide range of products and services in the banking, payments, mortgage, credit union, and related markets. The William Mills Agency is the largest provider of PR and marketing services for companies that market to the financial industry. For more information, visit williammills.com. Quantic is the adaptive digital bank that offers entrepreneurs, immigrants, millennials, low-income families, seniors, and others innovative banking products and services which embrace the diversity of circumstances that exist in the lives of customers while elevating their financial strength. For more information, visit QuanticBank.com. That's Q-U-O-N-T-I-C Bank.com. Have you thought about how you'll gain the upper hand in your search for stellar talent? Banker Hire leverages a niche industry with uncommon insight. They're committed to finding you qualified commercial and community banking, lending, compliance, HR, retail, and wealth talent. Banker Hire prides itself on listening and solving problems. Their approach is 100% hands-on and heads-up, giving you what you need to make smart, actionable decisions. For more information, visit BankerHire.com. Yes? Uh, you're Worthington Big Bucks. I have a delivery for one pizza with Bengali truffle mushrooms, wild boar, and a side of vichy and uh, taro root fries. Yes, very good. Could you just put that down over there? And uh, do you accept Bitcoin? What? How about uh, gold ingots? Gold ingots? You ever try buying gas over at the Shell Station with gold ingots? I I don't know if they take that. Well, I could see what kind of change I have rattling around in here. How about Krugerrand? What's a Kruger in? It's a South African gold coin. Probably 
Well, I think with one you could buy a shell station. As long as I can get some gas. How many would you like then? This pizza looks so yummy. You deserve a good tip. I don't know. Uh, one Krugerrand? Two Krugerrands? Three? Three bullet points. Number one. It's insane how rapidly Apple Pay and Google Pay have been adopted in just such a short period of time. I think the trend is going to continue at the contactless, cashless, whatever you want to call it. I think it's going to be a big thing for the next year. Number two. I think banking in general has been built in a batch mindset. So if you can provide me data within seconds, I can make a posting within seconds. Or if you need to send it to me as a file, I could take it in as a file and post it. Number three. There's just a lot of problems in banking in general. Like you have to pay that $35 fee if you don't have $1,500 in your account at all times, or you get an overdraft fee or et cetera, et cetera. And we wanted to get rid of all of that and be able to put that money back into the wallets of people who are living paycheck to paycheck. And now, lose views. Ahmed Siddiqui left us with something that we really need to take seriously. When financial institutions and fintechs get into the lives of the people they serve, how are they helping them to live? How are they keeping finance and data moving at top speed? Because people's lives move at top speed these days. If the pandemic didn't teach us that, what will? And yet the overwhelming number of banks, big banks, medium-sized banks, and sometimes community banks pay lip service to customer service. I mentioned earlier in the podcast that one bank I know of charges $30 a month in service fees. Yet the representative of the bank that I met bragged about how much the bank was committed to its customers. I don't know about him, but I know that when I see those service charges, smoke comes out of my ears. It is absolutely disingenuous to call a service charge something that delivers a service. It's like the days when Ticketmaster would have a fee attached to its tickets called a convenience fee. What's the convenience in paying a lot of money out of pocket to get something that should be automatically rendered? At some point, the big banks will catch up, change, or die. If the pandemic didn't teach us that, I'm not sure what it did. But soon enough, banks that charge fees and banks that look for every opportunity to make money off of good customers will find that that loyalty that they thought they had will surely walk out the door and go somewhere else. Thanks for tuning in to Bankadelic. We hope you join us next time and check back in the weeks ahead as we build our podcast vault. Our producer in Chicago is Jenny Elman. Thanks again to the William Mills Agency for their generous sponsorship. Thanks to Banker Hire. Thanks also to Quantic. I'm Lou Carlozo. You can catch me on LinkedIn and at the coffee shop thinking about another iced mocha. Until next time, so long. Bankadelic is a production of Contrarian New Media, London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas.